Welcome to the ACCP Postgraduate Trainee Podcast, a podcast by postgrads for postgrads. My name is Mia Lucier, and I am the current postdoctoral fellow at Geisinger in Danville, Pennsylvania. Our guest today is Dr. Dan Longyore, who's the System Director of Knowledge Management, also at Geisinger. Today, we'll be discussing the importance of disseminating postgraduate research. Welcome to the podcast, Dan. Thanks, Mia. I am happy to be here and happy to be talking to you today about this topic. Dan, to start out, as a postgraduate trainee, why is it important to disseminate my research? Mia, I think there's a lot of reasons, but I'll give you the probably the top two or three. The first is this is your work, and you should be really proud of the work that you've done and want to share it with others outside of the institution where you completed your residency. But you know the the other part of it is, is the information that you've gathered isn't just isn't just isolated to what you've done. It's part of a bigger network of information that's going to be used to inform how clinicians practice medicine, how they practice pharmacy. And so to kind of keep it and not put it out there with the rest of the information that's out there really takes away from the body of evidence and the body of information that we as clinicians have to work with to make sure that we're providing patient care. So even if it seems like a small study, even if it seems like it's irrelevant or it's insignificant to what's out there, remember you're adding to a larger library of information. And if we have enough of that, those smaller pieces of information added together, it eventually becomes a pretty, a, a pretty significant body of information that we can then use to make good clinical decisions. So what I'm hearing, Dan, is even if my research isn't particularly novel, somebody has done something like this before, it's still important for me to get that information out there? Yeah, Mia, I, I think so. And, you know, we run into this a lot where uh, we hear critiques at regional residency conferences or we hear from our preceptors or from someone outside of the project that says, well, we already know this. Well, the thing is, you already know the answer, but it's only in context of what is out there. What if the information that you're presenting changes what that context is or changes what that information is that's available? So I would say, please put it out there and make sure that it is able to be viewed with all of the other uh, resources that are out there. And we always go back to the to the story of the genesis, right, of the Cochrane Collaborative in this. At the time that 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 Cochrane Reviews started, Nobody really knew about the use of corticosteroids for premature infants and, and kind of their survival. And it was based on really what you found. But when all of the information came together, it gave us a definitive answer. And so just because there might be one study that says what you've already said or says what your research doesn't say doesn't mean that it's not significant. It just means it's going to add to that evidence, add to that information, and it needs to be part of the, of the larger information base. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. Now, I think most of us go in kind of expecting certain results. We have a hypothesis we start our research with. What happens if that's not the results we find? Is it still important to get that information out there? Yeah, so if you if you emerge from your research and you find that the results were not what you were expecting or your null hypothesis uh, isn't rejected, you still have good information, right? We are all trained for some reason, probably subliminally, that says if our results don't show a difference, it's a bad study. That's not true. All studies and all the results that come out of them can be, are good provided the study design is good. 
And so even if you show no difference, we're going to use that information in some form or fashion to make a clinical decision. There is a bias to like to find studies that show a difference. But if there isn't a difference, you have to remember that that's only a bias that's conditioning you to think about that. At the end of the day, the decision to not intervene on a patient based on evidence is just as important to intervene on a patient based on evidence. Yeah, that makes complete sense. Now, Dan, I know most programs require some sort of poster presentation. Is that enough to get the information out there or should we be going beyond just a poster? You know, Mia, there's a there's probably a couple different answers that I could provide to that. I think at the very root of it, what I want to say is in order to make sure that the best part of your information and that you can really get it out there uh, is to disseminate it through peer reviewed uh, journals and peer reviewed uh, manuscript writing. It gives you more words, a greater space and a greater opportunity to disseminate not only why you did the research, your methods, what you found, and then your opportunity to discuss it in the grander scheme of things. But it also means you have a better chance of an audience finding it because as they use PubMed, National Library of Medicine, Google Scholar, different types of search engines, they're going to land on that probably more readily versus if you send an abstract through a professional organization, a professional meeting. Now, we're fortunate we have a lot of great professional organizations within pharmacy that will index our abstracts as part of maybe a, a, a journal issue or a supplement to a journal, but that doesn't always happen anywhere. And a lot of times, especially from residents, you present that poster or that platform presentation at a regional residency conference, and those abstracts very rarely are indexed anywhere. Which means if you stop at that abstract that you've submitted to a regional residency conference, it's unlikely that anybody is going to find your work. Take it to the next step. Take it to an ACCP meeting, an ASHP meeting, uh, an AMCP meeting, whatever the professional organization that best fits your project is, and disseminate it through there. From there, you'll probably get some feedback from people who are walking around and viewing posters, individuals who are experts on that topic. And they might give you an opportunity to move that forward to publication or give you an opportunity to talk about your research in a different light, or maybe even give you an idea for ways to build upon the research that you've done. And then that data that you've been working with and working so hard to procure and, to, and for people to use as part of their clinical care, you might be able to move that into a peer-reviewed manuscript. So what I would say is don't stop at the end of your residency with whatever you submit. There's some great information out there that says if you are publishing, if you are taking your residency project to a professional meeting as an abstract, you are more likely to get it into a peer-reviewed journal. And then if during if your residency project goes to publication, you are more likely to research and publish again within the next five years. And so it's it shows that there's a trend and you don't want to stop at the end of that graduate training program. You want to continue on and continue to, to bring your information to the public. Dan, that's all great information. We're going to be making this podcast into a series about next steps and how you actually get that manuscript prepared and published. Any last thoughts on the importance of publishing your research before we wrap up today? Yeah, I think we've covered a lot of it. And I think my main message to any resident or to any fellow out there or any students who may be joining in to listen to this podcast is make sure that you do your best 
to work with your mentors, work with your preceptors, and just take on that initiative to get your information out there. It is it is so important that we always that we know all of the information that is available to us when we're making clinical decisions. And though you may feel like what you're doing isn't going to contribute to the larger body of information, it it might it, it might do that for you. But the other thing it might do if you get it out there is it might inspire somebody else to take it another step, or you might inspire another researcher to look at the same question from a different perspective, which will then again inform the medical community. So realize that the impact that you have just by putting it out there for others to see can be immense. Absolutely. Well, I am far more motivated to publish my fellowship research now. Thank you so much, Dan, for joining us today on this podcast to discuss the importance of disseminating postgraduate research. Thanks, Mia. I really enjoyed being here and I appreciate the time that you gave me. And for all of you listening in, thank you for listening to the ACCP Postgraduate Trainee Podcast, a podcast by postgrads for postgrads. For more episodes and other resources, visit our website at accp.com slash R-E-S-F-E-L. Our theme music is titled Juniper Smile by the 126ers and is provided through YouTube's free audio library. Please subscribe to the ACCP podcast to be notified of new episodes. Thank you.